This is The School Bell, brought to you by Independent Schools Queensland, the peak body promoting, supporting and developing Queensland's independent schools. Parents are very savvy about school choice. Holistic education, one that develops all the dimensions of a child. It was important for me to find a school that was suitable for both my kids. Hello, I'm Shari Armistead, Director, Strategic Relations at Independent Schools Queensland. Welcome to the first edition of The School Bell, a podcast about issues of importance to Queensland's independent schools. In this inaugural episode, I'll be speaking with Executive Director of Independent Schools Queensland, David Robertson, about the latest What Parents Want survey, a longitudinal survey which examines parents' decision-making process when choosing a school. We'll be unpacking the key findings, including the top reasons parents choose independent schools, the top sources parents turn to for information on schools, what parents are looking for when touring a school, what motivates them to choose the independent schooling sector, and for the first time, the influence of social media and the different choices different generations make. David Robertson has decades of experience in the independent schooling sector, advocating on behalf of independent schools. David joined Independent Schools Queensland, or ISQ as it's often affectionately known as, in 2002 and was appointed Executive Director in 2010. Under David's leadership, ISQ has grown to have 100% membership across the independent schools sector, a testament to his passion for and experience in advocating for independent schools and the right of parents to choose the best school for their child. Welcome, David, to The School Bell. Oh, thank you, Shari. It's delighted to be here in the inaugural podcast of The School Bell, and I hope this will be a useful mechanism to inform and engage with independent schools across the state. Absolutely. More and more people are listening to podcasts, especially busy people like our principals. For 51 years, ISQ has been a united and powerful voice for a Queensland independent schooling sector. And of course, the 50-year celebration was an important milestone last year, not to mention the dinner that we held at the Brisbane Grammar School in their great hall with so many familiar faces there. It was a great night, wasn't it? It was a great night. So in 2018, ISQ conducted its fourth in a series of What Parents Want surveys. The first was back in 2006, then 2010 and 2014. And more than 3,600 parents responded to this latest survey with some 115 independent schools across Queensland taking part. What prompted ISQ to start the What Parents Want surveys? Well, it's an undisputable fact that independent schools are a partnership with parents. So that relationship with parents is extraordinarily important and underpins the whole operation of the independent schooling sector. So it is very important that independent schools understand uh, what drives parents. So this is a very rich uh, data set over over a, a period of time now, which looks at what influences parents, not only in how they make their decision about the school for their child, but the processes that they go through. Uh, we have over, over a number of years, so we're able to identify trends and changes over that period of time, which is always valuable. This is, should be a very rich and useful set of data for schools, and I think schools are very uh, switched on to the fact that um, their sustainability and their success uh, largely rests with the parents who choose to pay uh, fees 
um, to educate their children in, in Absolutely, because they can vote with their feet, can't they? And they um, obviously, that's your main audience is your parents. And as you said, exactly, and, and parents have voted with their feet over those past 50 years by the number of children that are enrolled in independent schools. So independent schools are doing a good job. They're well accepted by the community. Governments of all political persuasions have accepted that school choice is an important part and, and I think uh, the sustainability of the sector really does rest on that relationship and engagement with parents. A good school to us is one that has a good community feel and that allows for staff, parents and students to meet and connect and form part of a team to help educate our children and support them through their school years. We like that they have successfully combined Christian faith and principles with academic and cultural excellence. The most significant source for us was hours online researching different schools, educational philosophies and parent forums. Uh, school selection can be top of mind for parents in some cases even before their children are born. What sources are parents turning to for information on schools according to this latest survey? The What Parents Want survey shows a pretty consistent uh, trend over time in terms of where uh, parents who have been chosen to enrol their kids in independent schools get their information from and that's principally uh, from family, friends and colleagues. So it's talking uh, to their peers, uh, their friends and their family about uh, schools and schooling options. They also talk to other parents at an independent school they might be interested in and they obviously access information through school advertising and marketing including websites and social media. School open days are a very important source of information. We say parents should choose the school that best suits their particular child, the needs of their child. So uh, for schools the real objective here is to match that information to parents and again we have some very good data on what parents are looking for and where they get that information from. That word of mouth as you said from all of those uh, top responses is obviously extremely important and then and you mentioned the open day so let's say a parent consults with their family and friends as you said and perhaps neighbours with children at the school and then their next fact finding step they go to a school open day what are they looking for when they're touring a school? Well, what parents want is telling us that probably about 70% of parents certainly take into account the school and facilities. Uh, so this is an important thing for well, parents. interesting, isn't it? So yeah. what it actually looks like. Yeah, so um, you know, uh, what sort of facilities they have, the standard of those facilities, that's a very important uh, part. However, on a more um, personal note, they also like to talk to teachers at the school. Uh, they also like to talk to the principal, clearly, and they like to talk to students. So while facilities are important, it's about what happens in those facilities, and that's reflected in their interest in wanting to meet and talk with the key people at the school, the teachers, the principal, and the students. Yes, interesting. I mean, you would expect they'd want to talk to the principal, of course, but the classroom teacher is very important. Yes, and we know that school leadership is one of the key drivers of educational outcomes, but in the minds of parents, obviously, it's the teacher who's standing up and dealing every day with their, with their particular child. Uh, they place particular importance on the teacher, and that's uh, understandable. So what motivates a parent to choose a particular school, and why do you think they choose the independent sector? Well, uh, school choice is a very um, personal decision. Uh, we've always advocated that parents should choose the school that best meets the needs of uh, their particular child. But again, what parents want has been very consistent over a long period of time 
in what are the most influential factors that parents take into account when making that final decision about choice. And the top reason that parents choose independent schools is their ability to prepare the student to fulfil their potential in later life. Uh, very highly rated, very consistently, is the quality of teachers, the fact that the school was right for the child's individual needs. Parents talk about uh, good discipline and values and teaching methods and philosophy. So again, it's uh, really interesting that all of these are very individualised issues. So we've identified that they look at school facilities and that's important to them. But when it comes down to the influential factors, it's about the person, um, which is, which is the interesting. The person and the child. And yeah, the, it's about and the, the individual and the other people the who are in interaction with the child, like the principal and the students and the teachers. Mm. So despite almost 15 years of school league tables and more than a decade of my school data, the academic results have dropped out of that top 10 reasons. Why do you think that that is? Well, this is an interesting um, outcome from our most re recent What Parents Want, and it's caused some um, good debate and discussion in that the, the uh, factor about educational or academic outcomes doesn't appear in the top 10 influences for the first time in any of our surveys. It does appear at number 11. And when we ask parents about the single most important factor um, uh, uh, compared to a range of factors, it also rates very highly. So we should recognise that educational outcomes are important. I think that's the first thing. When we talk about educational outcomes, it's interesting, that will mean different things to different people. For some people, it is about academic outcomes. For others, it would be about the child just achieving the best they can. And it might be about less academic outcomes. It might be about uh, uh, training skills for uh, preparation for, for employment, uh, for example. So I think um, uh, there is a range of parent views about what are good educational outcomes. I also think that when we've talked about all of those uh, individual value type issues that are the influential factors, I sort of th also think that built into most of those are good educational outcomes. Yeah. So when we talk, when parents talk and say that the, the most influential factor is, is the ability of, of schools to prepare their student for, to fulfil their potential later in life, I think that almost implies that there will be good educational yes, outcomes. Yes, it's almost embedded in yeah. it, isn't it, the academic? And also the reputation of independent schools is very high Yeah, so that, that would be a starting point for many parents. They would take that as for a granted, given really, that, yes. that an independent school is, has got to focus on educational outcomes and that ultimately is what schooling is about. And whilst we know schools have a really important role about the education of the whole child, um, ultimately um, educational outcomes is what, uh, parents probably are looking for within that context of values and good discipline and preparation for later in mm. life. Independent schools offer the very best chance for the developing individual and all they can contribute to the world. I chose an independent school because of learning opportunities in the classroom. I want my child to reach their full potential without being disadvantaged by others. Apart from high quality education, we want our children to grow up to be respectful, educated, well-rounded, responsible adults. So the latest survey was the first time there was questions to pinpoint parent generations, so the Gen Y, Gen X, baby boomers, and the first to look at the influence of social media. Were there any findings in that that were surprising to you across these new areas? Yes, well, I think one of the really good things about our latest What Parents Want is, is this look at uh, parent attitudes and decision-making uh, by generation. And uh, the, 
schooling sectors are dominated by Generation X parents at the moment. That, that, that is parents who were born between 1966 and 1986. Um, but Generation Y, uh, which are parents born between 1986 and 2006, whilst they only um, comprised a bit under 10% of our survey, they will be the dominant parent group in independent schools um, probably within the next 10 years. That will be the They're majority. They're the future, aren't they? Yes, they are our future. So it's been really interesting to look at some of the subtle differences in, in attitudes of that group. And one of those is about uh, the use of uh, social media. So this Generation Y group, not unsurprisingly, is more switched on to social media. They've been brought up in the technology age. Uh, clearly. So this will be an important thing for schools to consider over time as to how they adjust their uh, provision of information to, to parents and through what mechanisms and clearly social media will play a larger role. I think while we're talking about those generational differences, one of the um, key differences I think with Generation Y is they're clearly keener to shop around. Mm. They are keener to look at all schooling options um, as the you know one of the headlines out of the survey is that generally parents are uh, more willing to look at different schools in different sectors different when centers. they're making mm. the, but Generation Y have a particular interest in that. So again, that is the future. Yeah, of, of and parents. it's very important for schools to realise that. So and it's interesting that schools can really influence prospective parents like Gen Y parents with their social media strategy. And I know many of our independent schools have a Facebook page, Twitter handle, or an Instagram profile. Do you think they appreciate the impact that their posts might have on convincing parents to enrol their child or even stay at their school? Well, we're in, as I say, we're in an information age. There's lots of information out there, uh, whether it's through Twitter or Facebook or other means. So I think schools will need to think through carefully how they manage that information and target it. Is too much information a good thing? Um, what we know is that... Um, uh, parents uh, use a variety of uh, sources of information, school websites, school information are an important source. Uh, uh, but we also know that uh, one of the very interesting um, findings out of what parents want is the role of the child in deciding or influencing school choice. And um, I've already discussed with a number of schools, maybe we are coming to an age where schools marketing information might need to be targeted at the children themselves rather than the parents or certainly a multi-passionate um, strategy. Yes well children they do continue to have a strong influence I know that the parents are choosing more more than half about 53 percent reported that influence of the child seeing you just mentioned that so why do you think that suddenly they're taking that into their um, consideration? Well again there'll be a range of factors but um, we live in a world where Children are playing more influence, I think, in their decision-making around their futures, uh, uh, and, and that includes for schooling. It is one trend that is very clear out of what parents want. There's been quite a significant increase in uh, that percentage of parents saying that the child is uh, influencing school choice. It was particularly prominent for boarding schools, and um, that's, again, probably understandable. Um, I think it also reflects that parents um, do recognise the needs of the child are very important and particularly when children are going into an uncertain world in the future where we're not sure what the jobs will be and we know that uh, children will have probably have five or six different careers in their lifetime um, with extraordinary pathways. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very um, 
uh, positive world. Yeah, it's an interesting. I mean, as you say, the word of mouth has been all the way through what parents want, and again, hearing from the mouths of the babes of the children, um, their opinion is taking on a much more consideration to the parents. And obviously, in the open days, if the schools would involve this past students or current students as well, that's another way for them to take up on that influence. Yeah, and I and I know from. Uh, visiting in schools on open days that they do engage their existing students who I know some schools would say that their existing schools are, students are their best ambassadors so I think that resonates with parents. The number one priority for us is that our son is happy. We believe that the well-being of the children should be the top priority. Very pleased with exceptional staff, individualised learning, arts opportunities and focus on building resilience in students. So what parents want findings and the trend data is very useful for principals and school marketing professionals, particularly regarding those top 10 reasons. So many would also look to embed these things in their key messages across print, digital, social media, radio, that sort of thing. But what other areas of influence can schools focus on to inform their parents and promote their school? So I think um, schools will look at that on their individual basis. But we also know now that nearly 100% of uh, students coming into PrEP, for example, in independent schools have been through a kindergarten program. Many independent schools have kindergartens on their site and the transition from those kindergarten programs into PrEP is very high. Uh, for schools that don't have an, a, a kindergarten on their site, I would be suggesting the data would, uh, would recommend that they develop strong relationships with local kindergartens. They work with those kindergartens, they engage with parents at kindergartens. I think that will be an important thing into the future and parents, as we know, are looking for seamless transitions between kindergarten and schooling and between primary schooling and secondary schooling. Um, I also think that um, parents of primary school age children, again from the survey, are looking for a school with the values that are instilled in young children, a value for learning, a value for lifelong learning, whereas for secondary school age children, parents are probably looking a little bit more at beyond the school gate, whether it's employability or transition to tertiary education. So there is a bit of a different um, mm. focus between primary and secondary. Yeah, so they have to tailor their messages and especially from this What Parents Want findings to make sure that they are meeting those needs of the parents. So many Queensland independent schools are offering places to families two to three years out from their child starting at the school, but a third of those parents aren't putting their child's name on a waiting list until much later. In fact, 25% of the parents don't put their children's name on a waiting list at all. Can parents afford to take that risk or is it an affordability an issue, do you think? Well, we would always recommend to parents that they engage early with schools. Um, it's an important decision and it probably, for many parents, will take some time for them to make the decision. So I think it is important that parents do engage with schools. Um, I think it's very localised um, uh, in terms of the schooling provision in, in an area. Uh, for some parents, we know that they put their children down on school waiting lists from birth or even before birth. That might be appropriate depending on the particular demands on schools that they've got their uh, particular interest in. Um, but we know that one of the major challenges for independent schools clearly is the payment of fees. And uh, you know, since the global financial crisis in 2007-2008, um, there has been changed circumstances for schools. 
Uh, we know that uh, a very higher proportion than, uh, of parents than, who actually, beyond what choose a school, aspire to go to an independent school. But we also know that the financial, the payment of fees is one of the biggest barriers. Um, it's a big decision for a parent to commit to 13 years of independent schooling and paying fees. And we know this is an influential thing where parents uh, may well be able to afford fees at the current time, but the prospect that sometime in the future they may not be able to afford the fees is a worrying part for them. And we know that parents do not like to move their children out of a school, particularly where the child is happy. So that's a, a, a very big issue. We know from what parents want that um, parents are planning ahead to pay the school fees. We also know that the vast majority of parents pay school fees out of salaries and wages. Um, we know that there's some issues around wages growth in Australia and the increases in independent school fees. Um, so I think schools have to be um, very aware of the affordability issue and accept that we need to keep fees at an affordable level as best we can whilst providing a very high quality education. Yes, because as you say, they, they're willing to make the sacrifice if they think the school is right for their child and they want the best education for them. But speaking of waiting lists, you'd think that if it would be safe for a school to assume that if the family sends their eldest child to that school, then the siblings would follow suit. But interestingly, the survey found that 14% of parents were undecided, while 1% they said that they wouldn't send their younger children to an independent school. Why do you think those findings have come up? Well, again, I think this is the changing nature of the, of the community. Uh, in past, um, yes, uh, parents would um, send siblings to the same school. Again, the, what Parents Want survey says that parents are more likely to want to look around at schools. They listen to our message about picking the uh, school that best suits the needs of their child. Uh, so I think um, we need to keep on being mindful of that, that um, it is um, not a guarantee. Uh, enrolments in independent schools are not a guarantee. Independent schools have to be leading schools. They have to get good educational outcomes. They have to be places that are highly regarded and respected. And I think that is the case. But it's, we need to keep on working on that, as I'm sure all schools do. Yes, they do. And I think that, as you say, um, obviously the school pickup at three different schools for three different children is not ideal for a parent. But having that individual needs for the child met, if it's at a different independent school or a different school in another sector, they're, they're showing more and more that they're willing to do that to meet those individual needs of the child. The ability to cater for special needs with small class sizes was the most important for our son. The International Baccalaureate suits the learning style of our children. The progressive approach to education and a true investment in each individual child is what makes this a fabulous school. What's the biggest take out of the whole survey for you? Well, I think the, the key findings clearly are about those factors that influence parents in choice. Uh, they've been consistent, so that's a good confirmation. And because enrolments continue to grow and parents do continue to choose independent schools, that would indicate that schools are, are actually doing well in those areas that uh, parents are, are keen uh, for schools to do. So that's an affirmation that the provision provided by independent schools is meeting parental demands and expectations. But I think the other, um, you know, interesting new changes and trends relate to that fact that we know that parents are now more likely to look around um, 
at schooling options. So schools, again, will need to be very mindful of that and respond and provide relevant and targeted information and make it easy for parents to get information on their school, to engage with parents, whether it's through local kindergartens, school open days, etc. I also think that the uh, data about the influence of children in school choice is very important and quite new and something that should be highlighted. Again, um, schools will need to take this into account. Um, not only will they need to engage with uh, parents, but they need to also probably be engaging with children um, uh, uh, through lots of different strategies. Um, I also think, um, whilst, as I say, there's been quite some discussion and debate about the issue of academic outcomes, I am pretty confident that this is still probably one of the underlying philosophies and principles of the independent schooling sector, a strong focus on academic outcomes. Perhaps we might subtly change the language to be about educational outcomes because educational outcomes will mean different things to different people. The diverse nature of our schools, they cater for the needs of community, whether it's very strong academic outcomes to transition um, students into university or whether it's through further training uh, or going on to TAFE or getting us trades or schools. I think it means different things to different people and because the sector is diverse and is meeting the needs of all community, I think that's something that we need to be very mindful of. Thank you very much, David, for being our first guest on the first episode of The School Bell. Parental choice in school education is an important topic and I'm sure you would encourage the listeners to read the key findings of what parents want. That's on our website. And uh, it's an incredibly rich longitudinal study that can inform a school strategic planning and the other insights into parent decision-making process. So thank you again for joining us today. Thank you, Shari. It's been a pleasure. You have been listening to The School Bell, an Independent Schools Queensland podcast. To learn more about Independent Schools Queensland, visit our website, isq.qld.edu.au and find podcasts on our website. To catch our next episode, you can subscribe to ISQ's The School Bell on iTunes or Google Play.